God bless you and praise the Lord, everybody. We're glad that you joined us again on this uh, um, episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast. We are going to be reviewing the lesson from Union Gospel Press. This week, we are reviewing lesson number 12, which is for November 21st, and then we will post the um, following Sunday School lesson shortly. But this one is uh, found in the book of Numbers. It's chapter number 16. Last lesson, we talked about the rebellion, and now we are the topic of the lesson. We are discussing the judgment on the rebellion. All right, so with that said, we're going to ask you to uh, prepare to take great notes and uh, get your listening devices or whatever uh, you're going to be using to follow us in this study. And of course, make sure that you tag someone or include someone, encourage someone to listen. All right, so in the book of Numbers, chapter 16, verses 23 through 35, judgment on the rebellion. All right, with that, I'm going to turn it over into the hands of our instructor today, Elder Daniel Simpson. God bless you, Elder. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. you I thank God for this opportunity because mm-hmm. the Word of God is rich and it's powerful sure. and it truly will make us wise unto salvation. That's the Word. And this lesson, we look at judgment. Mm-hmm. Judgment on the rebellion. And this is probably one of the greatest rebellions that we're going to read about. This is probably, uh, I think, well, there are so many rebellions, but this was such a spectacle. So it's going to be remembered. But uh, you want to go back and get last week's lesson and see what led into it. But we're going to get some more details out of this judgment today on the rebellion. Yes. So the lesson is taken in numbers. Okay. Chapter 16, verse 23. But I want to start off in verse 15 because this is what Moses is having a conversation with the Lord in one of his prayers concerning what had happened. And verse 15 said, And Moses was very wroth Mm -hmm. and said unto the Lord, Respect not thou their offering. I have not taken one ass from them, neither have I heard one of them. And this is what Moses is saying to the Lord after the challenge had came forth when Korah and his group came and said, it's not, we're also holy. Yeah. And so then uh, that was when he was told, you know, well, tomorrow at the same time, yeah, you're holy. So you come in the way that you come with your sacrifices, you bring your censer and your incense and we'll bring our censer and our incense and um, we'll let God take it from there. So we can see now Moses goes to the Lord prior to this setting and tells the Lord, don't respect their offering. I haven't taken one ass, which would meaning that it was none of their wealth. He hasn't received anything as far as an offering from them. And he said that uh, he hadn't received, he he's just asking the Lord, don't have any respect. And I haven't hurt any of them. So there's Moses' foundation. They were wrong and Moses is angry. Just like God is angry. Yes. So verse 16, And Moses said unto Korah, mm-hmm. Be thou and all the company before thee, mm-hmm. before the Lord, that's 250, mm-hmm. thou and they and Aaron tomorrow. All right, so this is this is uh, Korah and the 250 
rebels that he got to kind of follow along behind him. You think there's strength in numbers or because one or two more people agree with you. Well, he had 250 more. That was going to have their censors. That was going to have their censors Mm -hmm. and their incense. But, you know, God is always for what is right. He doesn't care how many people are standing up. Let God be true and every man a liar. And I like this because in this verse it's going to say, Moses is going to say, Aaron is going to be there also mm-hmm. with his censor. Yeah, because Aaron is the high priest. He is the, he is the one that God had selected. And they had high roles. They had they were second their role was second in significance to the role of Aaron. Yes. And it, for some reason, you know, they the eyes of man are never satisfied. They weren't satisfied with being second in charge of they, all the things of God. They, they wanted want, to be the high priest. Oh. It said they were, the Bible said they were jealous of Moses and Aaron. Envious, yes. Envious, yeah. So verse 19, and Korah gathered yeah. all the congregation against them unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. So, well, God shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only just Moses, just me and you, but mm-hmm. he makes his presence known to everyone that is there. The whole congregation. Is the entire the congregation. I am going to make my presence manifest to all of you. So number one, I'm showing up and you're all going to know I'm here. And they all can see the judgment of God. Well, well let's go ahead and read about it. So let's go into the lesson now. Alright, so we're going to go into um, Alright, so that's going to be back in Judges 16 and verses starts at 23. Yes, Numbers 16 and Numbers, I'm sorry, Numbers 23. Uh, 1623 and it says and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak unto the congregation saying get you up from about the tabernacle of Korah Dathan and Abiah yes and we know get out from over there yes and the congregation means a dwelling place and we know that this was strategic Dr. Simpson because Reuben and dwelt in the the south side of the congregation. Okay. Whereas Korah and his family, they were strategically placed in the southwest side of the tabernacle of God mm-hmm. for the ministry of the Lord. So these this this group in this neighborhood, they got together. Because their roles were conjoining. So the role that Aaron and his family had uh, was to take down the tabernacle, wrap it, and then hand it over to the next family, which was Korah's family. His grandfather was Kohath. But, uh, and so they were the next in charge, next in significance, and they were the ones that actually had the honor of carrying or porting the tabernacle after it had been wrapped. Yes, and they had to sanctify themselves. They had just to do that. Just to do that. They had to be declared holy just to uh, operate in that office that God had placed them in. So I, I'm wondering if they're thinking that this is this is you know a significant role and you know they can nobody else can just step up and say forget it we'll do it if you don't do it because everybody had to stay within their lane they had to stay in their boundaries or judgment from God was imminent. So the problem I think was they didn't want to go back because God had told them to go back into the wilderness. So this was their way of well we've got some leverage here we can prevent them from going back we won't do our we won't do our job 
and you gather with me. You with me on this? You with me on this? Yeah, I'm with you. You with me on this? Yeah, 250 people are with you. But God told them to go back, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Flesh and blood can never overthrow the hand of God. Yes. All right, so verse number 24 says, Speak unto the congregation, saying unto them, Get ye up from the tabernacle of Korah and Dathan and Abram, and by them, get away from them. And Moses rose up and went unto Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel. The 70 elders them. that was consecrated followed Moses. Followed Moses. Mm-hmm. And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest they be consumed in all their sins, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So everything about them, even their possessions, were contaminated. And so he said, don't even touch it unless you want the judgment to come upon you and consume you. Yes, and here's what, uh, what, this is what the Psalms, uh, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 says about the wicked. Okay. It said, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the the congregation of the the righteous. righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. And the way of the unjust, it shall perish. Shall perish. Now see, that's a good application to this particular scenario because he's not going to stand. That was wicked. And he's not going to stand in the congregation. And this is clearly spoken of. And in verse number 26, it says, And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart, because they're not going to stand. So these are things that David or the writer, who is the writer of that song? I think the first song's was David. And he, he's observing and he's applying these things to what he knows from his meditations. And as being and king, studying, judging God's people. And judging God and the things that God has revealed to him. So that's an excellent application for that, that verse. And congregation means this. It's a gathering of God's people for a religious purpose. Mm-hmm. So God's people his, or his congregation that Moses called them, mm-hmm. they had a purpose with God. Yeah. But because of these wicked men came in and stirred things up, and, and we know the ten spies came with their wicked report, mm-hmm. now the congregation, now they stagnant. And we got to get these men out of here so mm-hmm. God's plans can go forth. So, yeah, yeah. So before you get uh, caught up in what they're doing, let's just remove you from this spot. Things are about to transpire. So verse 27. So they got up. From the tabernacle, Korah and Dathan and Abiram on every side. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood in the door of their tents and their wives and their sons and their children. And Moses said, this is verse 28, Moses said, Hereby you know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own mind. And I like this, Dr. Simpson. I like what Moses is saying here. Mm-hmm. And I wrote some things down that Moses um, did. did in his ministry according to what God in- instructed, instructed him, him and inspired him to do. Okay. One of them was this, the 10 plagues. Okay. The Passover that delivered them from death, which okay. was the 10th pet, putting the blood on the doorpost. Okay. The Red Sea, God delivered them through the Red Sea according to what God told Moses, stand up and stretch out your arms. And there was no other way it was going to be yeah. done unless he was exactly, yes. exactly obedient precisely to what God told him. 
manna feed mm-hmm. from bread from heaven, mm-hmm. which the church enjoyed, which we call the word of God. Mm-hmm. Water from the rock, when he smote the rock at Hebron. You got a little out of order at one point, but first of all, they had to see this miracle. Occur. A miracle. Mm-hmm. This, all of these things. Can you squeeze water from a rock? God can. Mm-hmm. All of these things should have built Israel faith. This congregation should have a little faith. Yeah. I don't want to be too judgmental on Dr. Simpson, but they should have had a little faith. Well, they should have had a little faith, but it wasn't just the first time they did it. Because remember in the last lesson, um, when, when God was 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 uh, indicting them of their wrong, he said, they provoked me. They'd only times. been out. They'd only been out there in the wilderness a year. You provoked me ten times. In the wilderness. Ten times. And we got thirty-nine years to go. No, not with this attitude. We're going to have to start doing, making some arrangements to adjust the um, confusion in the congregation. Yes, and then we, according to Ten Commandments, He gave them at Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. That was another miracle that God had performed among His people. And Moses is saying. God sent me to do these works. I didn't do them of myself. Right. And the scripture says this about the church. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Mm-hmm. We should cast out devil in the hands on the six. We should speak in new tongues. Mm-hmm. To and if we take up any deadly thing, it will not, shall not hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we should have signs of one that's following our ministry to testify that God is among these and there are so many miracles people mm-hmm. don't consider miracles. You know, God number one, being saved is a miracle. It's a miracle. When he can take a when he can take a soul that is full of sin and cleanse it with the blood of Jesus, that's a miracle. When he can take a tongue that was full of lying and courtesies and cause it to speak in the tongues of men and of angels. That's another miracle. miracle. When he can transform you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and cause you to uh, love righteousness and to despise evil, that's a miracle. So God does miracles among us every day. I think people want to, you know, are more, when they hear miracles, they think more of uh, healing, casting out devils. Of course those things are going to happen. They do. But these are there are so many other things to be thankful for and to uh, acknowledge as miracles from the hand of God. Yes, he's, he, he's mighty among his people, mm-hmm. and he is faithful. But the wicked, says like this, shall be turned to hell in all nations that forget God. Mm-hmm. And that's in Psalms uh, chapter 9, verse 17. This is how God is now is going to judge these people. But I like Moses. I love Moses' ministry. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible because he said, I didn't do these works of myself. Yeah. And so that was, and that was the thing, and it wasn't just to say, you know, I couldn't do it, but it is to let them know if things like this, is, things like this, are going to be done, it's going to have to be the hand of God. He's trying to teach them, mm-hmm. and he's trying to acclimate them into trusting God and to walking with God by faith, so you know they can learn. But then you're always going to have the enemy to rise up in some kind of capacity and throw in a wrench and throw in confusion and try to divert their faith and try to divert their thinking and, you know, just to bring them down to where they are. So, but God has to deal with it and he's going to deal with it decisively. So verse number 28 or 29? Verse 29. 29. If these men die the common death of all men, 
or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. Then he says in verse number 30, so this is Moses talking, giving them indication. Now, if they die a common death, then I'm not even a sent individual. I'm not even sent by God. Or if they um, be visited after the visitation of men, then, you know, the Lord hasn't dealt with me. So this is going to determine if I'm a fraud, if I'm not what I was saying I am, a false prophet, a charlatan or whatever. Or, verse number 30 says, But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertaineth unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And that's pretty straightforward. And this is what it says in Exodus chapter 23, verse 21. Okay. And I'll go there and read it. Okay. And this is what I love about God. Because he always got a word and he, and he has a testimony. And Moses, he's careful to always reference mm-hmm. what God and what God is doing in his ministry. Verse, Exodus 23, verse 20 says this. Behold. I sent an angel before thee to keep thee in thy way, to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Talking about the promised land, the land of Canaan. He said, beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thy enemy and an adversary unto thy adversary. Amen and hallelujah. He said, For my angel shall go before thee and bring thee into the land of Canaan. Beautiful. And this is what Moses said. Mm-hmm. Y'all provoking, he's going to bring judgment. So Moses kind of calls out the judgment, Dr. Simpson. Mm-hmm. He said, Let the earth open up. Well, that was what was happening. That was judgment. That was the judgment. He was telling them. I don't know if God told him that's the way it was going to be done or if God was allowing him to speak it and it was well, going said, to be carried out. Yeah, in verse 30 he said, but if the Lord make a new thing, and then he called it out, and the earth opened her mouth mm-hmm. and swallowed them up, mm-hmm. the whole family, the whole group that's um, living together. Korah and his 250 men and his grandfather Kohath and whoever his descendants and children and wives because the Bible says that their wives and their little children were there standing at the tents, at the door of their tents. All of them got to suffer because somebody's got an arrogant attitude. The leader, the covering of the home. And then you got Korah and his group dead, day before the tabernacle. Right. They stood before the tabernacle with their censers, and Moses goes into their neighborhood where they was um, positioned mm-hmm. strategically, and he tells the congregation, get away from these men. Move back. From all, from all of their stuff. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Move yourselves away from them. And I'm pretty sure he said it in a way so that they understood. Stand back. Mm-hmm. Verse number 31. 31 says, And it came to pass... As he made an end of his speaking, all these words, that the ground clave asunder, 
that was under them. That clave means it just cracked open. Asunder means apart. So it just cracked apart the ground under them. They told them to get back. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertaineth unto Korah and all their goods. They and all that appertaineth unto them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from among the congregation. Well, we just had a house clean. We just had a purging. We just removed the cancer. The wicked man. Mm-hmm. What was called? We just removed the, the confusion and those that were bringing in division and divisiveness among us. So he did it in such a... This, this is why I say it was... Um, there were many judgments... But this one was a big spectacle because the earth just opens up. It's, you know, it's just like Moses said, I couldn't do all those things without the Lord. This couldn't happen without the Lord. So God is all in it. So this is what, this is what Job said. Okay. Job 31 and 3 said, it said, it's not destruction for the wicked and a strange punishment mm-hmm. to the workers of iniquity. Yeah, and the thing is, Job is probably one of the oldest books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I think Job, you know, was speaking this out of the understanding that the Most High God was giving him. Yes. Even out of his innocence and his conscience, serving God in the dispensation of conscience. And so we see that being fulfilled. Job was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strange punishment right. to the workers of iniquity. That was strange. Yeah. So then he says in verse number... 33, verse number 34, and all Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them. For they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. Well, all you have to do is stand back. He's not going to chase after you. He's done. He's opened it and he's closed it. It's an open and closed case. They are done alive. They went down into eternity alive. That is a spectacle. Went down to the pit and to hell. Mm-hmm. Verse 35. And they came, and there came out a fire from the Lord and consumed the 200. Oh my goodness. So I guess they stood there and watched it and thought they got away. No, these was the, it was two different groups, two different judgments. Well, were there two different 250 men following Korah? Yeah, they, and they was in front of the tabernacle with their censer. Well, wait a minute. Were there 500 men or 250? 250. Okay, so this was just Korah and what was pertaining to them that went down that way. Mm-hmm. All right, but the others, Group. because they were not innocent, they were guilty. But after he did that, then now I'm going to deal with you, 250 men. And the way he does that is verse number 35. And there came out a fire from the Lord and consumed the 250 men that offered incense. Okay, yep, you came out with your incense, you came out with your censers, and you came out in rebellion. Yeah, let's take care of this. And we know censers always represent prayers. Mm-hmm, the fragrance and the odors of the saints. Mm-hmm. So here these wicked men are, are, are a type of prayer to God to accept us as priests and High priest Aaron's office, Aaron's position mm-hmm. that God had chosen him for. Mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. fire came out and devoured them. So God deals with that. So if you read last week's lesson, he made it clear to them they were wrong and that, that they were in line to be judged by him. And this week we read about his judgment against their rebellion. Okay, we have one more lesson in this Sunday school book. It's going to be for the 28th, and we're going to do that in a few days and get that posted. Water from the rock. Yes. So we're going to talk about that soon. But in the meantime, we've got an excellent lesson here, knowing that rebellion is not dealt with uh, lightly by the hand of God. And the Bible says there's six things that he hates, and seven is an abomination. And that is sowing discord among the people. That rebellious spirit will get you destroyed. Well, this is one thing we got to remember, Dr. Sumter. God has a way that he wants things done. He has an order. Mm-hmm. And if we go outside his order, then this, we, we got a, 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 a judgment that's coming to us that's not going to be pleasant. And I know we're under grace, and grace gives us more time yeah. to get it together. Yeah. We got a little bit more mercy than what these fellas here got in the Sunday school lesson yeah. in Exodus or in Numbers. This first generation that was coming out of Egypt. Amen. So that's why we thank God for grace. But while we got grace, mm-hmm. it teaches us to live righteous and soberly. And it empowers us to live soberly because the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Teaching us. That, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present, in this world. present world. So not just telling us what to do but empowering us what to do. So grace is more than the past that a lot of people want to make it. You know, they want to make it an opportunity. You know, thank you for grace. Have You know, show grace and I thank you for, you know, forgiving. Uh, you know, graciousness is good, but we're in the age of grace. And this is the grace, the grace of God that brings salvation is power. It's empowerment. It is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It is the baptism. You shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. The age of grace. And, what, and then one thing I love about Dr. Simpson, mm-hmm. it teaches us. It teaches us. Come out of that sin and live a righteous, holy life. Yeah, and not just tell him. And he never tells us to do something and not give us the ability to do it. Of course. So He's that's faithful. grace. Yeah, so that's grace. We got a faithful high priest. And I, I'm just, I'm seeing current books written about grace and they're still saying the old stuff. They're not getting it. But nonetheless. Nonetheless. All right, well, we thank God for this week's lesson. We thank God for those that have listened. I pray that you will get something out of this. And that you will uh, retain this in your memory and let God add to it and expand to it so that you can be a vessel and an instrument at the point in time that God needs you. All right, well, God bless you and thank you for joining us. Elder, you want to pray us out this week? Yes, now after him. That is able to keep you from falling, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy. Exceeding That too. It's going to be a solid week. We're going to be shouting. God's going to be full of joy. We're going to be full of joy. Exceeding joy. Yes. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now. Both now. Both now in the church now. Yeah, in this age, we don't have to wait. It's not pie in the sky. It's not to come when Jesus comes. Both Both now now and ever. And ever. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. 
All right, God bless you, everybody. Join us again on next week. Oh, actually in a few days for the next lesson of Reset Forever Ministries podcast. God bless you.